Cause I like just the way you are Don't change your ways Because I like you just oh, the way you Hold, hold on don't change your ways. What are you, Dan? What are you doing? I'm singing a song, Jared. Uh, Don't change your ways by uh, whoever made the music to this movie. Well, of course, everyone loves "Don't Change Your Ways" by whoever made this music. Don't change your ways. Well, everyone knows that, but we have to record a podcast. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Hi, everybody. I didn't realize you were here. Somebody wants me to stop singing. Yes, I think everyone wants you to stop singing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the End of Film Review. Uh, that was Don't Change Your Ways. Uh, the reason why I know the lyrics so well is because a girl walks to those lyrics for about five minutes, and it just <laughs> is on repeat. We like to watch independent films here. Uh, this was a film, oh man, I don't even remember how it was submitted to us, but I remember it being super hype in the email. It's like, check out this movie, Bitch Lover. Here, let me check it out. Hold on. We watched a film called Bitch Lover, guys. That's the name of the film. So Vaughn sent us this movie, um, Bitch Lover. Bitch and Lover. Let me see. Oh, yeah, he is the writer and director. So awesome. Thank you so much for sending this to us. Don't change your ways, Vaughn. Hey, you know, in defense of that song, I liked that song. Oh, no, I, all the songs that I heard, I liked, but it just went on for so long. It, they should not have played the entire song. Yes. yes. And I liked the walking scene of her. I thought it was a great intro. Yes. I honestly, okay. I know we're we're already jumping in before that we even say what the movie is, but because because Dan, you're attacking this. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I have to just talk about this part though. I think that they should have started the film with her just walking mm -hmm. instead of that intro scene of those girls all talking. The girls working out, yeah. And then the two other girls are like, "Hey, where's so and so?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you later." Blah blah blah. Let's find out. And I'm like, "No, cut all that out." Just start with Don't Change Your Ways. Start with the girl walking. I don't know. I liked it. Anyways, fuck. Fuck Dan. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know anything about music. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> so, I already said we review independent films, and we are yes, reviewing we a film called Bitch Lover today. What is it about? Oh, man. Bitch Lover is about a girl gamer named Latoya. Or yes. Toy Toy, or I forgot what her screen name was. Scorpion toy? Princess. Toy Toy. Uh, Scorpion Princess or something toy. I don't remember what all her screen names are. Anyway, she is good at video games. And she, she starts to room with one of her friends. And her friend's dad just so happens to be the developer of one of her favorite video games. Yes. Called yeah. Burn. Burn for Lust. Is that what it is? I think so. Burn yeah. for lust. And mm -hmm. you you look at the game in the film and it's just something about an airplane flying through the sky. It's weird. We're going to talk about the video game mechanics. Yes, we in will this. talk about that soon in, in spoilers. But um, so she gets to know this dad and the dad's kind of mm. young and she just turned 21 and they mm. start to hit off this romantic, mm. weird relationship that I felt kind of uncomfortable with. And then... <laughs> The the crux of the film is she becomes the the new video games. This this guy he's has the video game in develop he's been wanting to make his whole life called Bitch Lover, and she becomes his muse and his avatar. So he does a whole bunch of mocap things with her, and their relationship kind of blossoms from there. We're gonna do questions, but I just want to jump on this point real quick while it's fresh in my mind. So she is twenty one, 
He's about 38. It's legal. Yeah. <laughs> As the film likes to remind you constantly. <laughs> so the age gap is there, yes. And what makes it weird is that Conrad, who is the game developer and the dad. Yeah. His daughter, Lexi, is the same age as this girl. And they're friends. They're like best friends. So that part is weird. Yes, not great. But the film goes out of its way to constantly remind you that she's like, oh, I'm 21. I can do whatever I want. Ooh, I'm 20. Is that why it just put a bad taste in my mouth? Yes, because it makes you think that she's underage, but she's not. And it's like, yeah, we get it, movie. I don't, I don't know. it. That part of it. Bring it up once that she's 21 or something, but... Okay, so my question to you, Dan, is the relationship, the age gap, do you know anybody personally in your life that is in, like, that much of an age gap? And does something like that bother you? It bothers me. Um, Especially... Well, here's the deal. I, I teach high school, and, like, I've heard weird horror stories. I mean, they're not necessarily horror stories, but, like you know, students marrying their teachers later on in life. And to me, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a, well, okay, here's the deal. Once a teacher, once a student, always a teacher, always a student. Like you, you Mm -hmm. don't ever break that trust, but this film did not have that. However, this man is something, somebody that she very much looked up to and sort of became like a mentor in terms of like this video game industry. Mm-hmm. And that is a power dynamic for even though it's, you know, somebody who's young and she's definitely coming on to him. It just felt so icky and nasty and I didn't like it. Um, Especially when you think about where the gaming industry is right now and a lot of the criticism that the gaming industry has been taking like riot and blizzard and all these other Mm -hmm. companies and how they are abusing women. Like it's their fucking job. Well then, okay. They're settling court cases. They are getting sued. They're getting investigated by different States where their businesses are. It's bad. Here's a question. Maybe, maybe what if that was the point of this film? To make you feel disgusting about this industry. Mm. Does it make it okay? Probably not. But, but it doesn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the the boss-employee sexual relationship is treated as a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's not treated as like, ooh, this is like a, you know, it's... Yeah, it's very celebrated in this This film. isn't a cautionary tale. I like the aspects of, okay, this is an older guy who's having a fling with this younger girl. They're not going to fall in love. They're not going to get married. They're just doing this to help each other work through different points in their life. Like, they both need this. And they're both kind of, like, using each other. Um, not, not in a bad way, really. Like, I understand that dynamic, but I also get, like, okay, there's a big age gap. This is going to affect everyone in their lives. His daughter and everyone else is kind of weird. It also will complicate things. Like, I, I think this film, one, does not go in th- into the consequences of starting a, this type of relationship, whether it be the age gap or the professional issues that this brings up. Because, again, he is the boss and mm. she is an employee. A lot of ethical questions. So th- there's just a lot of aspects of it that the movie wasn't interested in getting into. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, because it could have been the entire film. Yeah, it could. And I feel like... <laughs> The latter half, especially maybe the last 15 minute mark of this film, there's a lot of just nothing going on. And we could have had all of that be just full of these philosophical questions that we could have brought up as to the morality of every aspect of what's going on. It could have been so interesting to me. 
Jared, would you play a video game called Bitch Lover? Absolutely, I'd play a video game called Bitch Lover. What if it was about demons and witches? Yes! Something about the name Bitch Lover, to me, like, it just... It doesn't convey a video game. Like, yes. here's my question. When you saw just the title and even the cover of this movie, Did you think it was going to be about video games? Absolutely no. not. No! I don't even know why it is. I still don't really understand why this movie is about video games. I thought it was going to be like some kind of action exploitation film. I, I didn't know what I thought, man. I think the drama is already interesting enough that it didn't need like all of this video games. Because here's the, here's the big issue. Okay. They made a film about video games without knowing anything about video games. Like no one in this film knows anything about a video game. And I'm not saying you can't make a film about something that you don't know too much, but, like, get a consultant, get somebody to, like, tell you. Like, I don't like saying that I'm a gamer, in quotes, because I feel like a gamer is... You're a man-child, that's what you are. Yeah, it has a negative connotation, but I play video games a lot, and I enjoy them a lot. Yeah, me too. They're a big part of my life. And seeing this film, it was so hard for me to keep in the moment of the drama, because... At every moment, they wanted to show you something just ridiculous that didn't make any sense that was about video games. And I, I'll probably go into more detail about it, but it was too distracting for me. Oh, my God. What a, <laughs> the first video game they're playing, it's like they took film of somebody fighting each other and they just superimposed this like weird fog over top of the characters mm -hmm. and that's what it was that's that's how they made the video game i'm like what is this like why couldn't they just contact an indie game developer and be like hey listen can we use footage of your video game in our movie you find some indie developers like hell yeah i'll do that like some like guy who made a game by himself he'd be like yes of course sure you know just Find some people who want to be in this game. You could do, you could hold a game jam for this movie. You could call it the bitch lover game jam. Have people make a game in a week and then use those games as the different games in the film. People would do that because they love doing this stuff. Some people like to create things just to create them. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say yes. Okay. Because, you know, and I'm not drawing comparisons here. But, like, okay, so we watched that one film last week that was very much a weird kind of... Choir Girl, right? Choir Girl. We, we watched Choir Girl last week and that had, like, the age gap in it. And this had an age gap in it that was kind of flaunting it. And the age gap doesn't... It, it's... it's I don't know. It just... It felt like it was handled too strangely for me in this... Like, it, it wasn't socially conscious, I guess. I, I don't necessarily know. Yeah! It's because like they 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 make the the avatar like she's like oh you want me to call you professor you want me to call you daddy how about daddy and then it's like it, it yeah. feels nasty and grody so yeah if if I go away from that and just focus on the narrative and the narrative is essentially this guy who's making a video game um and his up and coming star is like a video. I mean, I guess there's some merit to the narrative. Like I can see where it was going. So yeah, I guess they answered that question specifically. Yes. I did enjoy the narrative. I just didn't like how it was executed. I liked this narrative. I thought it could have gone further because when the dramatic moments hit, and I mean, literally hit <laughs> other characters in the face, 
Yeah. It's great. Yeah, that was that took me by surprise, for sure. That was and that was really well shot too. I liked that scene. I'm talking about there's a big confrontation scene later on in the movie that we'll we'll get into. Actually, I guess let's uh let's just do spoilers right now. So yeah, we're gonna get into spoilers right now. Bitch lover, if you wanna watch it, it's on Tubi TV, baby. Yeah. I love me some Tubi TV. Free with ads. The commercials in this, not that bad. I think they found a good spacing of where to put the commercials mm -hmm. and to not kill you with commercials. They're getting better at it, I think. Um, the one thing is I had to sign in. No, you don't. I had to make an account. You never have to sign in. You can just continue as guest. I don't know why I needed to. Yeah, for some reason, uh, using Apple TV, it was like you have to sign in. Oh, well, so, I mean, I, I've, yeah, I, I, I have an account, but like I just continued as guest today. Anyway, Jared, let's get into what this film is doing right and what this film is doing not so right. Problem number one. It's your daughter's best friend. Yeah. Like. Yeah. How How is that even a, like, and it's your best friend. It's your fucking best friend's dad. What, what in both of your minds thought this was okay? Okay. <laughs> like. So would it would it have been better? No. If Conrad, who is the dad in, in the the game developer, if he was dating a 21-year-old that wasn't Lexi, his daughter's best friend. It would have been more palatable, just slightly. Okay. But then also less drama. Yeah, true. Man, you're right. The more I think about this film, the more I'm like, maybe it had to be that way. <laughs> The conflicts in this movie are good. I just feel like they could have gone further with it. Well, okay. So my biggest beef with the film is actually not the narrative. It's just the editing. Like the, it, this film could be cut down severely, like maybe to an hour and 20 minutes, hour and yeah. 15 minutes, because there's just so much um, unnecessary scene transitions and things like that. Yeah. You don't want to film a car, like people getting into a car and then driving away. Like even there's a scene where two of the characters are coming up these stairs with a suitcase. And it was a good shot, but then it just kept going and going. And you're like, just cut away. I think the film, they want to show the entire sequence when you don't need to do that in a film. You can imply so much by just showing a portion of it. Yes, I completely agree. Here is my praise, though, because mm -hmm. they did film some interesting scenes that were B-roll, but they were actually filmed very well, like in terms of interesting camera work. You know what I mean? Like that one scene where uh, it's a, it's a top down shot of them going into the dad's uh, workspace, the basement. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It kind of turns as they go in. It's like, that was, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. More mm -hmm. of that. And what's really cool. I, I think this was filmed in New Jersey because there were Jersey plates on all the cars. Um, oh yeah. Some of the B roll, whenever they were driving through the city was actually very serene and it went well with the music and the music yeah. was definitely on point. Like I enjoyed all of the music, even though some of it was repetitive, like I did at the beginning. Yeah. Again, like I liked a lot of the music in this. I don't know if the music was original or not, but um, right. there's moments where the camera quality changes drastically. Sometimes even within the same scene, when the camera angles change, like the lighting is completely different. And that's, you know, if you're outside, the lighting's going to change. I understand that you're filming. There should be a way for you to like mess with the saturation and, and the warmth of all the shots to kind of get them to match up a little better. Same thing with the audio as well. Uh, some people's mics were incredibly hot while mm -hmm. others sounded amazing. They sounded great. And 
I mean, it's, I say this a lot, but it's always easier to turn up the volume than to lower the volume. Because once you start peaking your audio, which, I mean, we have trouble on this fucking podcast. I know, right? Uh, it's hard. I, I, <laughs> editing audio is hard. But positives here. Um, I thought there was a lot of funny moments in this movie, especially with some of the banter between some of the gamers. I thought was really silly. Um, I, I like the drama. I like the, again, that big confrontation with the mom. I didn't get why the mom was so upset because like she's getting divorced with Conrad, right? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I feel like it's just to kind of spite him to be like, yeah, fuck well, you, Conrad. I felt, well, why are you okay. dating a younger girl than me? You're making me feel bad. To spoil it here. So the mom, of, okay, before we can say the mom does this, there are multiple scenes in this film where um, Toya, she is dressed in video game garb and they're doing motion mm-hmm. capture um, stuff in a in a dingy production studio in his basement. And while that scene was cool, like in terms of like how they did it, um, she starts coming onto him and she's like scantily clad. Like she has mm-hmm. uh, what are the, the titty tassel type things. Titty and, tassels. And, and she's wearing like an open vest that just shows this is for the everything. video game? Yeah, Question no, right? mark? Well, bitch lover, bro. And she's going to go fight Succubi and Incubi and Hell witches. Yeah. Anyway. She's going to, yeah. She like, right. she, she's behind him and like putting her breasts all over her, the back of his head and like flirting um, with him. An incredibly memorable scene. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what they were going for in this because I did find it funny. <laughs> like, this, she was slapping her titty tassels on the back of his head. And calling him daddy. It's just what happened. Yes. It's just what happened in the film. <laughs> so basically what happens is like somehow they were recorded doing that. I don't know where the camera was <laughs> that recorded them. Okay. So in this basement, their actual recording equipment camera is sitting there with a light ring. So they oh, okay. actually film their own recording equipment. But where the camera was to, to capture them, there was no camera there. So yeah. I, it doesn't really make so sense. So the film it's, basically shows you another piece or the same piece of the film as before on the laptop. And that's what the mom sees that gets her upset. And then she punches the shit out of yeah. Toya, which is crazy. But does that mean that Conrad has been secretly videotaping his sexcapades with this girl and then rewatching them at a later date on his laptop? That's what that would imply. Yeah, That's weird. And that makes me feel even more weird and naughty <laughs> and strange. Yeah. Um, okay. So when you take someone to do mocap, they did put her in the suit with the balls. You disrobe them. No. <laughs> no, Dan. No. And she's doing the mocap stuff. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to put you in the sexy titty tassels. But I'm like, she's not being mocap though i'm like how are you putting her in the game like maybe hey now, man as long as you this is a knowledge gap to if, me as long as you furiously type and make it look like you're doing something mm. then everything's all right i also for a while i didn't get why they why they were doing the game stuff in his basement but then it is revealed that he is building this game behind his employer's back yes oh one other thing too and yeah. this might just be a little gripe for me and maybe i was hearing things Correct me if I'm wrong, but okay. Change the batteries in your smoke alarms. Just <laughs> what? Explain. You didn't hear the the chirping in some of the scenes. 
No, I didn't. See, I heard it. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but there was some high-pitched chirping. Oh, man. Oh, I think it added to the spice. That's exactly what I wrote. I'm like, no, it adds character to my film. (laughs) What about that one bedroom with the weird wall divider? It was like a half wall. It was so strange. They even wrote it into the movie. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. The two characters are having sex. Yes. We have Conrad and we have LaToya. They're boning. The daughter comes in through the kitchen. She's like, hello, I'm home. I'm announcing myself in case anyone is having sex. (laughs) And they are able to stop having sex, jump across the living room to other sides of the couch, turn on a video game console and be mid play within like five seconds. And I'm like, that's impossible. (laughs) And then there's another time where she comes in and she, she sees, this is when she first meets Conrad, and he's like, oh, you're playing a video game. She's like, oh, can I play? He's like, yeah, sure. He just hands her a headset and a controller, and she, like, jumps into the game immediately, mm-hmm. and her gamer profile is there, and yeah. she's, like, already in the game. I'm like, there's no way. In, in my notes, I wrote, I'm so glad this movie takes place in the future where all of this is possible. <laughs> yeah. So she is hired by this company, I guess the side company that Conrad is running, to be a part of game development. She was supposed to be a, a game tester, right? Yeah. But she's not looking for bugs and telling them what's broken and what's not. She's giving them, like, ideas on this is good, this is bad, you should cut this, you should keep this. That's what a game director does. Yeah. But then they're taking all of her ideas and they're paying her. And then later on they're like, but... But we don't want to give her any control. Yeah, 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 we're going to pay her, but she's not going to have any creative control over this game. I'm like, she already does. She already has been creatively controlling the game. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Then they're like, we're going to make her the main character, and we're going to let her suggest things to put in the... I'm like, she's the director. You've made her the director. <laughs> you guys don't have any control anymore. It was It was strange. It was strange to me how that dynamic worked. Um, you know what I thought they should have done, though? Too? What? I wish LaToya was secretly playing Conrad. And she was doing all of this to manipulate him. I thought that at one point. To get into the game. Yeah. How fucking good would that have been? It would have been, yes. Oh, I, baby, it would have, I would have It would have that. made more sense to make her be, like, the seductress that she was. Instead of, like, right? trying to be in a legitimate relationship with a 38-year-old. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sleep your way to the top, sleep your way to power. Like, that's where I thought it was going, and it never got there. I liked a lot of the tracking shots and some of the the different things that we're trying to do with the camera. I just feel like sometimes they weren't able to focus on the subject well enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is very difficult to do, you know, to to do that. But I'm I'm thinking maybe they had it on a tripod, and they were just kind of, like, jerkily moving it, you know, when they should have done a handheld and just held it and then just, you know, slowly yeah. panned and followed the, the subject. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit really quickly about um, something that I think might have improved the film. There's a point. Oh, wait, Dan, are you going to talk about violence in video games? No. Is this one no, of your spiels? No, 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 no. Is this no. one of your fucking spiels? This is about a, right. a, a character that was introduced that I don't think is necessary. Sure. So we get the conflict of the wife in this she comes home from paris and she's like um berating conrad for some reason 
because yeah. Conrad, it's like she's going up the stairs. She's like, oh, I want to spend time with my daughter. And then Conrad says, don't you mean our daughter? And then the wife is like, oh, so nothing has changed, huh? And it's like, why are you angry about it? Like, he's yeah. being involved with your daughter. Like, what is the point of contention here? I don't understand. So that made me question what her character was doing there in the first place. I think it would have been really interesting if the daughter is the one who caught them having sex. Mm. Hmm. Because that would have jeopardized the friendship. That would have been. Yeah. I don't know. They just. It seemed like it would have been a lot more intense drama. I don't know. That's just me. I will say when the mom showed up, my jaw dropped because I was like, "Oh my god, the mom is here!" Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was very surprising. Like the narrative did take me by surprise. It just uh -huh. took me a while to get to the places where I was surprised and yeah. interested. You know. And again, you know, like these are just our hot takes, our our what ifs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like don't matter because that's not what the creator's intent was. Yeah. We're only taking what we were given. And this is what we do. This is we nitpick and we fucking stab at things and we're 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 fucking bastards. Anyway, we're bastards in a basket. That's what I tell you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay. All right. Well, I think we did it, Dan. Yes. Bitch lover. Bitch lover. All people who love mm. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I mean, I'd say more bitch, less lover. That's what I say. Mm, yes. Mm, Even yes. then, I've just. I, maybe less of both. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the title is so bizarre for what it actually it's, is. Yeah. It, it does not convey that this is going to be a video game film. And then again, video games, I, I feel like don't have much to do with the film. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. All okay. right. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. We have a Patreon that you can donate to if you so choose. We have three different tiers. $1, $3, $5. That $5 tier, though, is for filmmakers who want to get their film bumped up on our list because the list of filmmaker submissions is about six months long. Like That's the waiting time mm -hmm. for it. So if you don't want to yeah. wait for six months, uh, drop us a five. Drop us a good old Lincoln. And then mm -hmm. uh, uh, we'll put your film on a different list that's much, much shorter. Hey, so Necropodicon is the place you can go to to check out some podcasts, baby girl. One podcast that I'm on is Sons of the Fathers. It is a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast that's so spooky. It's got scary monsters. Ooh, it's got drama and comedy because I'm on it and I, like I'm a joke. So. Dramedies. Yeah, dramedy, pretty much. It's, it's real good. I love it. Paul uh, runs that. He runs he runs the Necropodicon too. He's he's great. We got Waffles and Mario talk about things. An amazing show from New Zealand. It is an improv show. So fucking good. Please check it out. And then uh, Gunpowder uh, Trees and No Plot. Right now they're kind of on a hiatus, but they are coming back. There's already there's such a huge fucking backlog, anyways, mm -hmm. that it, it would take you like a year just to catch up. <laughs> To where they are anyways and a really really good uh rpg podcast and there's so many other good shows on here you can go check them out um but yeah necropodicon.com okay thank you in conclusion dan you have the final word what bus stop she's waiting his car is warm and dry don't stand don't stand <laughs> don't so, stand so. <laughs> don't, don't stand, stand so, so close to me. me oh i get it <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
vampires, demons, apples, mice, gnomes, barbarians, saxophones, dice. Fate of Ison is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast from New Zealand. The players are comedians, and the dungeon master is very, very patient. Check out fateofison.com to discover fan art, cast profiles, and a whole new world of adventure. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.